0: Um, So, turning to our second segment, two Saturdays ago, on June 25th, the NYPD attacked and attempted to displace a mutual aid hub, and organizing collective, that was based out of an empty space in a Brooklyn building called the GYM. Now, that's located at 1083 Broadway, and I'm saying that because you're going to keep hearing that address. There were apparently 14 arrests, and one person had to be hospitalized during this dislocation from the NYPD in the GYM was in the space at 1083 Broadway. It was born out of last summer's uprising, as has been used um, since June, last June of 2020. During the height of last summer's protests, the space served as a resource storage space and distribution space. It was an organizing hub that medics were dispatched from to send to protests, and supplies were sent to actions and for jail support. Uh, support for- for people who were arrested actions and then as as some of that died down um the the space continued as a mutual aid space um and they were evicted and then re-entered the space just a couple weeks ago and when they re-entered the space is when the nypd came um full-on in riot gear, um, and 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 made the arrest. So to speak about the events and the gym, the mutual aid space, is Caitlin Balcom, who has been living and doing social activism out of the building um, at at 1083 Broadway for the past seven years. So she knows a lot about everything. So welcome, welcome Caitlin to WBAI. Thank you
1: very much for having me. Slash us.
0: Absolutely. So you me? tell me a little. Yeah, we can hear you. Thank you. So just tell me a little bit, Caitlin, um, briefly, what, you know, what the mutual aid, what kind of mutual aid you were doing, what the surrounding area of the space is like, and then what was going on recently right before the arrest?
1: Yes, um, I've lived on the block for eight years. It's a very particular block about halfway on on the Broadway Myrtle corridor, more or less. Um, we do direct daily mutual aid in a way that is, we provide material support of whatever kind that our neighbors need, but it's also mostly about providing a space that people are allowed to gather together and be humans because along the entire Broadway corridor, there aren't any of that, um, there's like 20 blocks radius from around our space. There's no um public bathroom, water fountain, place to sit down outside, shade, green space, anywhere to be indoors or outdoors as a human being if you're not spending money. A lot of gentrifiers that won't look at you and just want you to go away. And then a lot of developers. So as far as the city is concerned, it's just developer money and then people that they think of as nothing and a few gentrifiers. So we take lists. We put families, um, we supplies, specific stuff to the shelter individuals, like hygiene products and socks and underwear and food and all the kind of stuff that the actual supportive housing doesn't provide. We have a lot of local families that bring us lists. We do pretty much everything.
0: Right, and just, you know, quickly, just I wanted you to talk um, about how this is being affected by the the recent move from shelters, um, from, sorry, from Hotels to shelters, how that's affected your work, the the move. So re- almost... Go ahead. The recent
1: move has been very public and very extremely traumatizing for, I think, anyone encountering it in any real way. But our neighbors at the BRC RTL COVID shelter our, our our literal family. We've spent every single day with them this entire year. And any kind of fight for the gym, quote unquote, is just a fight like with and not for with them, um, we've been talking about and we in a broader term of anyone who's been working on this in Manhattan with Sia Weaver and a lot of the organizations that y'all mentioned in the last segment are absolutely a part of and we've all been in conversation for a while or at least trying to be. Um, We've been talking about this all year. People have been parked on Bill de Blasio's lawn since November or whatever, screaming at his actual house for him to listen to this conversation. So. This week in particular, it's just the city's reopening for tourists and people with money. There are COVID precautions in place for, again, tourists and money. And my landlord made $14 million in the Bronx recently. Um, and we live in a neighborhood that he's brutalized and displaced for the past, I don't know, decades. So this week, watching NYC forcibly displace its own unvaccinated residents back to congregate housing to make way for vaccinated tourists to go into hotels is just unconscionable um and also yeah we've been working since thursday when we got word about the transfers we and our networks have been 24 hours on the ground at the hotel artel to try to prevent displacement which is the one hotel where men have still been allowed to remain they're the one despite all the tweets from the city and people The people in the RTL, as far as I can tell, are the one place that have been protected actually by any of the court orders because we were there to watch and make sure they weren't violated. They violated their own court orders on Friday night. We saw it all weekend. Everyone else has already been moved back to congregate housing. Those people have been lost because they're the people who can't advocate for themselves. And everyone else has already been displaced to Queens over the weekend without told where they were going and made to stand in the rain since 10 a.m., two bags of belongings, they took their phones, no razors. It's people, it's a supposedly free state treating people who are even according to the state, not in a carceral position like complete criminals or I'm sorry, even worse. And yeah, and we've also had people on the ground at those Queens shelter locations, greeting the incoming people and providing mutual aid around the clock. And anyone listening who would like to help us do that, please
0: get involved. Right. Great. And um, now we're going to shift gears a little bit to um, what happened two Saturdays ago with NYPD and the attempted displacement. Could you explain um, the events of that morning and leading up to it and then the morning? Well, what I can say about the morning is because
1: the events leading up to it are sort of what I just described. and Right. Just so it's just the, I, yeah, I just mean the, who, the yeah, on the ground No, what I know. And lots of people baseline. who care. And then, so there was planning and place. I mean, yeah. We're, what happened that actual morning is that at an unexpected time, our presence in the gym was discovered, or or like whatever. At a certain time across the city, people came from five boroughs and Staten Island at ten in the morning to respond to like a brutal NYPD raid on a community space that they know. And that's how it happened on Saturday. It was like an instant loving and like extremely fierce response at 10 in the morning
0: from all across the city so let's backtrack just a little bit um you all were in space um that had been empty and you began to occupy the bottom of this building and uh you were using it as a mutual aid space and the landlord called the cops on you and from the inside, you were you were blocking them, and there were other supporters on the outside as well, um, trying to protest around the space to keep it safe, correct?
1: I'm not going to comment on the details, but essentially the gym community decided that after um, a whole year of sitting empty and unused um, by a landlord who pays $12,000 a year on a property that they've owned since the 90s while well, displacing people from it and is an illegal occupancy and doesn't doesn't uh, do any upkeep or spend any money that since no one in the area has access to bathrooms or air conditioning and the space was sitting empty with both of those things that we would reclaim it which since again now that we have active documentation of the past five days of fascism I don't see as an issue but yeah
0: Right, and and there were there were fourteen arrests made, and there was one hospitalization. That suggests that it was a pretty brutal morning.
1: Oh, yeah, it was extremely brutal. I mean, that's like I'm not gonna comment on the legal aspects or whatever the next thing is about the like actual legality of whatever happened, like on. But what we do know is that, yeah, that every like elite force and tool of the NYPD was deployed. At the behest of a millionaire landlord family that owns property all over the city but doesn't even live in the five boroughs, to calm and you know, no holds barred by any means necessary, totally shut down what we were doing and demanding arrests. The city was trying Julia Salazar was trying to intervene with the landlord in real time.
0: Right. And and I know that you for 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 legal reasons can't comment too much on the back and forth of the events, but um No, know, the, yeah which is, which just our listeners wonders but also our you know something that we've heard from outside sources and that we we you know saw footage of was that the the srg was there and for our listeners the srg is the nypd's strategic response group they're basically what people colloquial call bike cop bike cops and they're especially trained bike squadron um for anti-terrorism they wear high-tech armor and essentially act as riot police despite the fact that you know they get the funding for the training as anti-terrorism um with that anti-terrorism designation so, and after the scathing DOI report, actually, that the, that they released on the, the NYPD's mishandling of last summer's protest, de Blasio said SRG should stay away from protests. So that is one thing we heard. I know you can't comment anymore on that, but they were there. Um, and that just- I can, can comment give our... a little bit. Oh, okay. no, no, no. oh great. I mean, yeah, yeah. Go, go
1: for it. Oh, I know. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I'm definitely a big picture person. I don't know the details. I don't know what SRG was told to do. I can say pretty much that, yes, SRG was there as far as I could see that SRG was doing what they always do, which is to specifically show up to stalk and brutalize and repress um, free speech and protest action, um, to show up and to try to shut down black and brown community events, um, to, yeah, ride around pretty much just stalking uh, free speech and treating Sort of uh, caring about other humans and being loud about it as like fundamentally radical and a threat to the state, and they're paid to do so.
0: Right, and and how can people um, follow what's going on with the gym in the space at 1083 Broadway if they're curious about where where you're going to be going um, in the future and, and how these well, are-
1: if they're in New York, I would certainly recommend like being in direct contact with us this week if people in new york are concerned about the fact that we literally have five days straight of documentation of an arm of new york state law in broad daylight and without any hesitation like illegally kidnapping its own residents and displacing them violating all of its own laws and so and to (laughs) come on the ground and support that with their own neighbors i think people can follow the gym on our instagram and twitter and our or yeah i think fundamentally we are working uh tirelessly towards a city where people are rooted into their own neighborhoods and caring for each other and paying attention because literally the only thing that i don't know we stayed outside that hotel and paid attention to the people we cared about and therefore we have literal proof of five days worth of totally illegal human rights abuses authoritarian activity and it also proves In actual fact that for the past 20 plus years, nothing that anyone has ever heard anyone say about their experience within a shelter or city housing system is at all paranoid or based on mental ill health. That's a tactic that they use. It's a fundamentally carceral, destabilizing system, and they do it on purpose. So please, if you are especially in New York and you're liberal or whatever, and you're a property owner and you have money, I really encourage you to think about the fact that right during this week or something, I I don't know, again, not good at details. There's like 8,000 of your actual neighbors who we spend time with and know them. If you would speak to them for more than two seconds there, they know exactly what they're talking about. Y'all, and again, not you, um, 99.5, but everyone reaching out to the gym or me for my knowledge and info on the housing system and the city Every single thing that's coming out of my mouth, I have directly learned from spending one whole year every single day with the people inside the thing. Like I don't right. know anything other than that. The legal thing, like I really respect everyone who is on before and everyone who's been fighting for this for a long time. But once someone from legal aid asks us to step in because to protect people, because there's nothing else they can do for another two days, and it's just clear that this is now again proven, not just clear proven, this is me, not not academic, like proven that this is the way it is. It's been this way forever. All it's been is like these detached conversations between lawyers and judges and the city. They come once in a while, they get people's stories, they give them this sense that something will change. Nothing has ever changed. I had a person ask me, whom I love, and is very smart, and they took me aside and asked me, they asked me, they said, Ma, I think you know a little bit about what you're talking about. How long are you supposed to be trapped in the city shelter system with a job, with all your paperwork in order, applying and then being denied for permanent housing over and over again? And I said, I don't really know, I'm learning this on the fly, I can connect you with someone, but may I ask how long that has been the case for you? And he said, 20 years. And since that that has been repeated over and over and over again by people who know what they're talking about, And who have had their jobs and paperwork in order, and they are being kept from permanent housing because the city profits off congregate housing, and Cuomo's family and other private developers and for-profit agencies profit off filling their beds in private and for-profit shelters, and that is how it works. And the residents have never led the conversation, and the gym will absolutely not be silent or give anything until the next round of shit is led by them.
0: Speaking of the gym, um, and, and your, uh, Instagram and Twitter account that's underscore before and after the gym in between each letter. It's, so just for yeah, before who and after every
1: letter. letter. We're sorry.
0: And then we need to wrap up here in the next minute, but I just wanted to ask you one, um, question, last question, which is, um, we know that you still actually are able to do some work out of the gym. That's great. We're really happy you're still doing the mutual aid. Uh, tell me quickly, what you're hoping for as far as accountability from the mayor and the city goes um, in regards to, you know, the 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 sort of violent police attack of, of two Saturdays ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's all related. Like, again, all of these things are the same conversation, like private property, like you were talking about last time, the homeowner class, the private property, the developers fund the city. They have since the 70s when they bought it. Ever since then, it's been a Reaganomic government, and so the developers themselves pay the city, who pay the NYPD to protect property. That's it. That's what they're. I have seen again. I this is, we could give a list of what SRG has been up to and the squads in the past. It's it's always. I've never seen them show up on mass for unless it's for a protest or for to, to protect private property, and. We've been out on the sidewalk every single day, still doing mutual aid. We switched it to in front of the gym across the street. I mean, the shelter across the street, but we're also back in front of the gym. I mean, you know, they, they locked us out of the. Hey, we have before. we have that 30 seconds. Okay, same thing. We're doing the same yep. thing. We're 30 seconds.
0: Strength in the mutual aid. Okay, strength of the mutual aid. And we're if, if anybody wants, <laughs> if anybody wants to follow what the gym is doing, go find them on Twitter and Instagram and reach out. Um, And on the corner of Broadway
1: and Malcolm X in person.
0: On the corner of Broadway and Malcolm X at 1083 Broadway. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of that information. We're going to have to leave it here so that we can speak with our next guest. But thank you, Kate, with the gym.